Hey there, Tiffany Jones here, co-founder and CEO of the Kenza Collective. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to share something very exciting with you that is coming soon. We are putting together a course called You Can Do This. This is a course to teach busy parents how to work for themselves. So this is a course that has about 12 videos in it. And throughout each video, we're going to be helping you to lay a really, really solid foundation from which to build your freelance business. So some of the things that you're going to walk away with are a really solid understanding of how your taxes are going to work. You're going to have a really simple startup budget and the training that you need to track and manage your cash flow. You're going to have a realistic idea of how much you can actually work and actually make. You're going to have a good understanding of what you should go out there and try and sell based on the skills that you have built up into this point in your life. We are going to give you all kinds of pro tips. We're going to help you set some realistic goals, give you some advice that's just going to help you save a lot of frustration and money along the way as you're just getting started. We're going to give you a plan for how to establish and clean up your online presence, including tips on how to create a very simple and basic website. And you're going to have a plan of action to go out and get that first client and to continue to get clients. We are so excited to bring this course to you. We've been working on it for months now. And the very, very, very best part of this course, other than all of this amazing training and information that you're going to get, is that it's only $29. We wanted to offer this at a really, really, really affordable price point because we know that a lot of parents out there right now could really use some help in jumpstarting a consulting or a freelance business. And we don't want anything holding you back. If you have a skill or a set of skills, which I know you do, that you can go out there and serve clients with, we want to help you set up a really, really firm foundation to get that business started so that you can focus on doing that great work and not worrying about the business side of things. So if this is interesting to you, please head over to kenzacollective.com slash you can do this and sign up to be one of the first to know when this course is available. We're hoping to get it out end of November, early December time. So head over to kenzacollective.com slash you can do this, add your email address, and we will be in touch as soon as we have this ready to go for you. All right, let's get started on this week's episode. Welcome to the Kenza pod. Kenza Collective is a platform dedicated to educating, inspiring, and empowering parents who work for themselves. Check out KenzaCollective.com to learn more about our mission and to find resources to help you on your journey. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the founder and CEO of Kenza. Each week on the podcast, you can join me and our CFO, Beth Gummery, as we help you navigate the tricky business of working for yourself while also raising a family. We're honored to have you here with us. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Kenza Pod and another episode of So Ya Wanna Be Ya. Today we are talking to Sarah Noked, who is an OBM. I bet you never heard of that. What it's is an that? Online business manager. Uh, she is the founder of Sarah Noked OBM, an online business management agency where she empowers entrepreneurs and creatives in all stages of business to grow a thriving online business. Sarah works out of her home office in Israel, helping entrepreneurs plan and delegate, implement the right systems, unite virtual teams across the globe, and grow profits to achieve their goals. 
As one of just three certified OBM trainers around the world, Sarah shares her passion for online business management through training and certification courses to empower and educate VAs and OBMs worldwide. Oh, and she's a mama of three. Is that right, Sarah? Three? three. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got that right. Thanks for that beautiful intro. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be on here. Let's just start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this and why and how it's worked Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. So um, I really got into um, the online business management role because I moved from Canada to Israel about more than 10 years ago. More than a decade ago, I made the move and I found myself back at school, I was I was like, well, if I'm starting again, I'm just going to go back to school. I'm going to do my MBA, finish my MBA. And like good little girl, I went to corporate and I started to, um, you know, work for the man. And I, I my, my job was okay. I actually had a really nice job, but I, um, I really craved the freedom and flexibility, even in knowing that I wanted to have kids. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to you know, here in Israel, the work week is like, it's like a, it's not a nine to five, it's like a nine to six or an eight to five. So I was like, when am I going to see my family? Like, you know, people have such a crazy work culture in the Middle East and I just, I don't want to have any part of this. So um, I sort of did a little bit of soul searching and I spent more time than I care to admit Googling, how can I legitimately make money working from home? And then I came across the virtual assistant role, which I know a lot of your listeners can probably relate. Maybe they've heard of it before. Um, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to position myself as an assistant because I've got an MBA. I have, you know, corporate experience and I've had a business. I've, I've actually ran a landscaping company. That's a whole other podcast, but I used to have a landscaping company and I was like, I don't want to start. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Actually that was how, that was my, sneaky attempt to get my husband to stay in Canada. I was like, we'll have a company together, dear. It will be lovely. (laughs) Needless to say, we almost killed each other. Um, So that we sold that. And then that's when we moved here. So with my little bit of the little bit of money that I had from selling that business, we were like starting over again and doing all this stuff. So I was like, I'm going to invest in becoming a certified online business manager because the work that I was doing in corporate was also somewhat virtual because all of my clients were in Germany and I was in Israel. So I was already using not Zoom. I don't even, I think it was like something conference. I don't even remember what it was called, but we were using some of these tools that I feel like are very commonplace now as a result of, you know, the pandemic and the world that we live in. Um, But we were using those tools like 15 years ago. You know, they weren't great, but we were using them. So I was like, I can totally do this and I can make a business work where I have no physical encounter with my clients and, you know, and it can be marvelous and magical. And it has been for the last, you know, more than a decade. So I scaled my, I started to offer services one-on-one as an online business manager. And then eventually I started to scale an agency. Um, And then I became a trainer. So it's just been this really beautiful experience where I get to now pay forward some of what I've gotten from doing this. That is so awesome. There's there's so much to tap into there. And one of the things I really want us to get into at some point in this episode is just your ability to take your experience, your past training, um, your network, 
and translate that into your own business. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that part and then we'll get into what the heck an OPM yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I, one of the things that I, I think is one of my strengths and I think as um, I think a lot of your listeners will be able to relate to this, but I'm just very resourceful, you know, really quite, you know, to be quite frank, I've just found that, um, you know, in the online business manager role, which we can talk a little bit more about, it's really all about um, leveraging your your skills that are sort of innate for a lot of us. Like I'm, you know, um, I'm a great, um, you know, maybe, you know, I didn't, I mean, I'm, I managed my own business and I had a little bit of, um, you know, experience, I guess, in startup phase. Like I had all these sort of like little tidbits of things here and there. I don't think I had much of a network. I, I, I totally felt like I was starting at square one. Absolutely. Like, and I, and it, you know, I just was, was doing a lot of research and, you know, because that's the other thing that OBMs like to do is research. So I was like, well, what better way to get to where I want to go than spend like hours and hours researching this thing? So um, I just felt like I, 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 you know, honestly, I didn't have another option. I had to make this work. I just, I just didn't have another option. So I was like, either I'm, you know, going to stay in this corporate job that does not fill me up at all. Um, or I'm going to find another job and sort of feel like I'm in the same position, or I can just try to make this work and put everything that I have into it um, and all my hope and and dreams and my whys and all that and try to make it work. And that's really what it was all about. It was literally starting from square one. Yeah. And, and that's, thank you for sharing all that. And it's something that Beth and I have been talking about a lot in, in, in regards to what's happening in our current economy um, with, uh, there's a phrase coming out, the she-session, which is like really awkward to say, but it's better to read. I don't know if anybody has the she-session. Um, but anyway, you know, it's a really big deal that a lot of women are leaving, having to leave the workforce or being forced to leave the workforce. And something that we're trying to just encourage people out there with, specifically women, is that we're freaking resourceful and yeah, we're we smart. And we I, I don't mean to say this and be insensitive, but I want to say that, yes, women are having to leave the workforce and there's going to be generational um, repercussions for that. And that is devastating. And there's a part of me that's really excited to see what women do with this newfound freedom, with the fact that they are realizing working for the man is, is has never really worked for their family. No. And now they're being forced to figure out how to, what they're going to do, how they're going to pivot, how they're going to take everything up until now and turn it into something that actually is going to work going forward. And that maybe they hopefully never go back and work for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I just love your story because you, that, Beth and I laughed because we've been talking about the man a lot. <laughs> so when the you corporate said that, man. Like, sort of giggled. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Bis yeah. Um, Sarah, did you invent this, this type of work? Uh, no, I did not invent on? it was already going on. So um, Tina Forsyth, who is my mentor, she coined the phrase online business manager back in 2009. And she actually, oh, I don't have the book on my desk. I usually do. She wrote the book Becoming an Online Business Manager back in 2009. I think it was about 2000, between 2007 and 2009. So she had been, you know, working um, in this role pretty much. And, you know, I think it's important to mention that businesses has, have really evolved 
over the last decade or in a couple of decades in the online sphere. So um, when she coined the term OBM, online business manager, back in 2009, it was the beginning of a movement, you know, of this need for a higher level of support because you're the online digital side of your business is growing, you know, so, or, you know, recognizing, because I think on the other, the other side of the coin, or maybe not even the other side of the coin, but the other piece of it is, you know, even if I'm operating a brick and mortar business, no doubt I've got team members in other locations that aren't physical. So there's always this degree of virtual, virtual office, you know, that we call in our, in our program of, you know, making sure that the virtual office is accessible and, relatable and used by the whole team. Um, so Tina Forsyth actually coined that. And um, and I myself became a certified OBM in 2012. Who certifies you? Is there a, a there's a There's a, oh, yeah, body? so that's the other part. There's a whole international association of online business managers. And so the program that I am um, licensed and certified to teach the, um, the uh, certified online business manager program is actually um, was created by the International Association of Online Business Managers, and they run everything that has to do with the exam week, the exams and the association and all of the, you know, our live event every year. It's a nice community of mostly women, although there are a few men in there. There are really amazing men in there too. A lot of, you you know, a lot of um, uh, husband and wife which is the other thing that I think you don't hear a lot about. There's a lot of husband and wife duos that do the OBM thing together with separate oh, clients, funny enough. I was like, that's what I missed yeah. in my first business. <laughs> You know, because we almost killed, we literally, we're like, are, will we be able to laugh about this at some point? Or are we just going to cry all the time? <laughs> <laughs> or are we never even going to be talking? Or will we kill each other? So yeah, yeah. Or will we divorce? <laughs> so before we go too much further, I think it would be important to define what an online business manager is. And I'm having a little bit of an epiphany here, which is that it's um, the way that you, like the way that it said, so online business manager at first, when I first came across it, I thought it was like, I am working online as a business manager, mm -hmm. which you kind of are. It's kind mm -hmm. of maybe it's like a play on words, but really you manage online businesses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like so, you know, weird... yeah, so, you, yeah you're me. right. You're right, Tiff, because it's actually both of those. So we are business managers that operate online. Yes. And it's like, you know, we're not necessarily in the office, but primarily we deal with um, I wouldn't even say primarily, actually, because now that I've been, you know, I've certified more than 300 women in the last few years, um, I've seen that there's actually quite a big market for brick and mortar businesses. So, you know, um, oh, like when we were when we were running our agency, you know, real estate, we had a real estate agent, we had a, a doctor on our roster. There's a lot of um, construction, not construction, like um, businesses that, you know, do buildings and construction that need OBMs. Um, there's a lot of uh, financial, the financial um, sector that needs OBM. So, I mean, on one hand, OBMs sort of come into a variety of different businesses. It's it's more, I, I would look at it more of the size of the business than necessarily what they do. So we will, so as online business managers, we're, we're typically focused on helping to make sure the right things get done by the right people at the right time. 
So that's sort of like the slogan. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it, it involves any aspect of, and not all of these per se, but to a degree, operational management, team management, metrics management, launch management. So it's like more managerial pieces of the business. Um, but that being said, um, it's not just online businesses. Like in my, cause I'm totally like, look, I, I'm like most of my clients are in Canada, the U S and Australia. So it's very unlikely being in Israel that I'm going to, you know, encounter them in, in the flesh. So, but they didn't necessarily have online, totally online businesses. But I think that in today's day and age, uh, because of all the things that have happened up until now, businesses now recognize that even if they are brick and mortar, there is always an aspect of digital or online that has to happen. So sometimes as OBMs, we will come in to manage the the online part of that business because like that's our forte or that's our special sauce or, you know, we'll manage a specific team or specific like, you know, the client care team or, you know, this particular launch project. So it's very... And again, because the, the wonderful thing back to what you, you guys were talking about with, you know, women and sort of having to sort of um, reinvent the wheel in a lot of ways when it comes to now having to get this new career, you know, it just really, it really kind of works nicely because a lot of us have corporate history or nine to five where we were managing or doing something specific that now we can kind of bring that into our role as OBM. So it's very, the more I, the more I train, the more I realize that we all bring in our special assets and special sauces, like no two OBMs are alike. And that's what's so fun about it. Yeah, I have a million questions that I'm writing down seriously over here. <laughs> yes, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's totally off script because I'm just like, what? This is so cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay, walk us through a client comes to you. Um, what I'm curious about is if a client comes to you and says, hey, I need help with bleh, and it's like three different areas of their business. Mm-hmm. Do you take three different OBMs with those special skill sets? Like what if someone's really good at managing websites? They know different CMSs, they can get in and handle that side. But another OBM on your team is they're not as techie, but they're really good at the people part of it. Like mm-hmm. how do you manage? Do you put a team together to help them? Yeah. So I, I, so the way that I look at that is <clears throat> so um, there's like sort of this fine line between implementation and um, managing, you know. So mm-hmm. my whole mm-hmm. MO is that if a system can be baked around something, then there's no reason that the OBM actually needs to be the one implementing it. You know, if we have a system, mm-hmm. like let's say it's client care. Um, so the client comes to me and they're like, oh, my client care is a mess. Um, I've got this launch coming up and I know I know that I need to hire or whatever, you know. So I would be looking at what can be streamlined, what can be automated, what, you know, what are we, what are our key performance indicators? Like what are we monitoring from a metrics perspective? And then I'm going to come up with a strategy, but there's usually, you know, it's like having too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, although I have worked on teams with multiple OBMs and that's, you know, that's the other thing, which I was, I don't know how I managed to get off topic, but what I was getting to earlier was that OBMs tend to work with clients that are making a minimum of six figures and then kind of up to seven figures. Like when it starts to get into like multi seven figures, it starts to be like time for an employee sort of thing. So there's just like this special little space. So if somebody's coming to me and they're like, I've got blah, and they barf out all of these different things that they have on their plate, I'm going to help. The first thing I'm going to do, and this is something that we teach in the program and something that I'm quite honestly obsessed with 
is my breakthrough strategy call. And that's about kind of laying out what does the next 90 days look like? Who do we need to hire? Do we need to get a VA on who is, you know, a people person to actually be the one in the inbox and the OBMs like overseeing and asking the questions? We, we typically tend to be like the buffer between the client and the team. So they're going to ask me the questions before they go to the client. That's going to leave the client to be free of, you know, managing the team and answering questions so that they can go off and do the things that they can only do in their business, which is usually like sales or creating that product or whatever it is that they that they, only they can do. So we're sort of helping to, to, to like get that off their plate, but in the same token, you know, you know, the client thinks that they're our client, but really the business is the client. So when I look at the business being the client, I'm looking like from a financial perspective, does it make sense? Because I mean, most businesses at that level can't even, you know, can't necessarily afford one OBM. So maybe there's one OBM managing at a high level, and then we're bringing in some high, some, you know, executive VAs to do some stuff underneath. I'm, I love having like A player teams, you know, I'd like People who are self-managing to a degree, who have a high quality of work, high attention to detail, those are the people that I'm looking for who can, you know, make the wheel, like, keep those wheels in motion, you know, and I'm the one who's reporting and making sure that I can stay above and look down and be like, okay, everything's where it, everything is where it needs to be. I find that there's, you know, a, a fine line between being in the big picture and being in the weeds. Because when you're in both, that's when the ball starts to drop, mistakes go out, you know, mistakes happen. Uh, uh, in my area of expertise, which is finance, I find the same thing about you can be big picture or you can be small picture, but you can't do both because no, you'll you screw it all both. off. I mean, you either yeah, have just to look at messy. bird's eye or, or you have to be in the weeds, but yeah. And, and I feel I'm like always trying to tell cute. clients that too. Yeah, I feel like there are two like distinct, um, you know, people like that like to be, you know, people either like the big picture or they like the details also. I feel like there's not really people that are like, well, I, I mean, I can do everything because I'm amazing. <laughs> but like I genuinely, you know, I'm like, I'm very, I'm the type of person. I think this is why personality tests are really key. But like, I'm always very high on the quick start. Like I'm really quick to get things going. I'm not so great at finishing things, you know, so I have... <sighs> You know, the people on my team that can make sure things get buttoned up and done. Like, I'm like, let's do this. I'm like ideas and visions all the time, but not necessarily like making them, you know, mm -hmm. in actually finishing out what I started. Okay. So let, so I think we have a pretty good idea of generally sort of what an OBM does. So let's say our, someone's listening to this and they're like, this sounds really interesting. Uh, like I would, I'm interested in becoming an OBM. What, what would they start to do and help them understand like, what their day-to-day -day would look like if they yeah. started to go down this path? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think it's really important to, to for these people to really kind of get clear on like what their special sauce is. So this is like I had mentioned person mm -hmm. personality tests. Like um, there's this great one, um, 16personalities.com with like one I six personalities. One. It's great, right? So yeah, take, you know, so something good. like it's so good. And also Strength Finders is really great too, like which is a paid one, but it's I think it's under 30 bucks. But, um, you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of like, you know, spend some time because again, you know, entrepreneurship is a personal growth journey. So if we're not willing to sort of look inside of ourselves and at least come, and I think also too, um, you know, we don't, 
I know for myself, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I'm, always, I'm not always taking stock of my good qualities, you know? So spend some time looking at, <laughs> yeah. you know, what have you done? And, you know, because sometimes I get, I'm not like, no joke, I will get women applying to become certified OBMs and they will say something to me like, I've been an executive assistant for the last 10 years and, you know, I've managed budgets of $3 million and I've done, you know, I've been like the right hand to the CEO. Do you think that I can really be an OBM? And I'm like, really? Really, like, I mean, you know more than me, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is going to be a breeze. Like, none of nothing that's going to happen in any of an OBM client business is going to be like anything you've encountered. It will be half, if not less. So, you know, I just find it so shocking (laughs) that um, there's such a lack. It's like almost like another like epidemic, but there's like this lack of confidence, you know, on the whole. So it's like sort of like, you know, well, and confidence comes through doing. So, um, you know, taking stock of your skills, um, talking about, you know, talking to people, you know, we've got this great free community called the Confident OBM community on Facebook, like get in there. Cause the other thing too, is like, you don't want to start going and asking for like everybody and their brother for advice. Cause they're going to get all freaked out. You know, I remember when I was becoming an OBM, people were like, what, you're going to do what online and make money and that's legit. And now they're looking at me and they're like, oh, okay, now I see what you were saying. You know? So it's like, you can't just ask anybody on the road for advice. You have to ask people like from our, online industry so finding like like groups of like-minded women and 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 men and 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 going in that direction and then also um like looking at your like when you're ready to kind of go public with things looking to your network i find that a lot of people in our in our network because again as i mentioned every obm has their special sauce you know sometimes it's about kind of looking back to well what did i do in corporate and who was in my network and maybe Mm -hmm. that might pan out to be a client and all that stuff so we've got like as you can imagine, a ton ton of resources for OBMs and people who and women and men who are just wanting to get started as OBMs and you know how to set up their systems and what systems they need and the clients that they should be looking for as well. Because you don't want to start working with anybody. And so do they find their own clients or do if like if someone came to you and got certified through you, do they now sort of work under you and you find clients? No, how does that No, part they're work? totally on their own. So when I was running the agency, I was bringing on certified OBMs and then I would, you know, as an agency model. Um, but but as of, you know, most people that become certified, they have that, you know, a lot, actually a lot of the people in the certification program are already working as OBMs or their high level VA. So they already have a business. So they already have a, a, either a clientele that they're wanting to up level or like not, not necessarily, but hopefully an, an idea of a client that they want to work with. Um, so once they become certified, they do have a spot on our directory, on our association directory, and they get requests for proposals that people submit through our directory. Um, but they're totally on their own. They're on the hook to find their own clients. Someone comes in, they get certified as an OBM. You give them tools, resources, and guidance on how to go out and actually find clients and manage it. And then can they come back to you? Mm like if they need advice or something's going wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we, I mean, the program, the OBM certification program is a six month. um, In mine is a six month uh, support group. So the program is about, it takes Mm. about 90 days. I mean, you can get through it in less than 90 days, but we, we recommend 90 days to go through all the material. They have six months with me in our 
in my, um, I call it the certified OBM momentum community because um, I want them to build momentum. Um, and then um, they get, after they're certified and they pass the exam, they have a, a year in the association, like it's a yearly membership. So I I cover their exam in the first year's membership. But after that, it's like two ninety seven a year. And we have like naturally, because we're such geeks, we've got a book club, we have um, <laughs> monthly coffee chats, we have like, you know, all this stuff that we do, we've got our events, we have like additional resources and a Facebook group, like we're always one of the one of the things that is really sort of have has become noticeable um, in the last, especially over the last few months, because we've been doing a lot of surveys amongst our students and community to get an idea of like what you know what what the vision what the vision needs to be for the association and all of this stuff so it's been really clear to me that community um, and integrity and things like that are very much um important so we really love on each other and support each other and i find that because usually we're maxed out with three or four clients as an obm because you can't work with you know unlike vas who work with like maybe 10 or 15 clients like you just can't at the OBM level because it's like too many things to think about. You know, I don't want to be thinking about, I'm thinking about enough is like four or five businesses as I'm falling asleep. I don't need 10. Um, so a lot of the times we're passing clients to each other because we're maxed out or whatever. So it's a very, very supportive community. That is so cool. So yeah. you basically have a whole other group of people that you can say, Hey, has this ever happened to anybody? Oh How my did you God. handle it? Yeah. What did you and learn? A, and, a, and, a, and a safe, it's the safe zone because you can also like vent because there, you know, you yeah. can't just go, if you're having a problem with a client, you can't just like go and vent in any random Facebook group. Cause you're like, well, what if the <laughs> yeah. client's in there or what if they see yeah. what I'm yeah. doing, you know? So we, by having our association and our kind of closed communities, we can, you know, Say it like we mean it and talk really, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes quite candidly about how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> so is there ever a situation where like someone's an OBM, let's say for a couple of businesses and they want to take a two week vacation, do they team up with someone to sort of yes. hand it off temporarily mm -hmm. to them? So when I took my, I mean, wow, this happens this a lot because awesome. we're, I mean, I would have been on three, <laughs> three maternity leaves. So um, yeah. yeah, I would bring in a certified OBM to you know, and I'm I'm Canadian, right? To begin with, so I'm with the expectation in my mind that I've got a year of maternity, right? Not three months, <laughs> not six months, a year. So I'm like, although I never took more than three weeks, to be quite honest, because I love what I do, um, and I like to just. I mean, I'm I don't really look at it as a distraction, but I guess you could probably be like, yeah, I like it's an outlet for me working that totally. I, I absolutely mm -hmm. need to make me function properly in life. So mm -hmm. um, I yep. did have an o a certified OBM come in and, um, you know, shadow me well in advance. And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, but also too, you know, I, I find that if um, as OBMs, if we're streamlining and, and systematizing the business, there's no reason why I can't go on vacation for two weeks. Like, it's not like everything's going to, we're just going to plan accordingly. You know, the VA is going to, everyone's going to continue doing what they're doing and maybe we'll move out a project or what have you, or I'll do, you know, get some other stuff going on the first two weeks of the month. So it's never, it's never really, but I think it's when you start taking months off that it's like, well, now we need to start bringing somebody else new on. So let's talk money. How mm -hmm. much can people expect to be making from this type of job? 
Yeah, that's ooh, this is like the juice now. So, um, the, yeah. the 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 kind of going rate for a certified OBM, like certified, is about sixty five US an hour. So, um, and and a retainer would start anywhere from about um, twenty hours a month. That's like the minimum retainer that I will advise people. So, if you're working with four or five clients, um, you could be making um, you know, a, like a, like a six figure salary or almost a six figure mm-hmm. salary. Um, and if you are scaling an agency or employing a team-based model, then you could be making, you know, it's sort of exponential at that point. You can scale it. So when I had, like, for example, when, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but when we were running our agency and full throttle, I had five full-time employees. So that's five salaries that I will say, full-time salaries, but also we were, we were bringing in around a hundred K a month in revenue. Awesome. So it was, you know, it was, it was nice. Was it easy? No. You know, (laughs) was it hard because we had clients in Australia, in Canada, in the U S in Europe, like it was like all the different areas of the world. So it was very global mm-hmm. um, and it was mm-hmm. amazing and it was wonderful. And it was also full on for me. Yeah. Um, yeah so when I, like I sort of straddled the agency and being a trainer for a couple of years before I, um, I actually certified all the OBMs on my team that I had hired as employees as I ma- was making the transition. I was like, okay, I'm going to certify everyone on my team who's already, you know, working under me as an OBM. And they basically took their clients and went on to do their own thing with their, with those clients. Um, I sort of like piecemealed off my business um, because I was like, I need to, I need to be able to train more OBMs because there's the, the truth is, is there's such a demand for this kind of work, especially now. Um, and I think if you're, posi- if you position yourself properly and you, um, I mean, the sky really is the limit. You can be making the same, if not more than a nice corporate career, but, but again, have the flexibility. Like I've traded my nine to five for the 24 seven, like I do work 24 seven, but I've got three little kids and they're my, they are my number one job. So like when I work, it's like in between the times when I'm not with my kids and my, my, my kids are all at full-time school or daycare. I'm not like, they're not at home with me. I, I'm, you know, amen to all of those people who homeschool. It's not for me. Um, so my kids are in, in childcare and school, but you know, from like from four to eight, I'm four to 8.30 with the kids and I'm back on from like 8.30 till sometimes 10.30 or 11. And then I'm working during the day. So I'm like kind of very sporadic, but I like to have the autonomy of planning my own schedule. Like that's so important to me. Yeah, totally. And something I've been thinking about a lot is just how we, it's time for us as parents to create a career that works around our family schedule, not the other way around. And that's just been really, I actually thought of that in the shower this morning, if I'm going to be totally honest, I was like, just thinking about that sentiment, you know, of like, why do we do this? You know, Mm -hmm. like, no, we need to, our career needs to bend around our family's needs, not the other way around. Exactly. The only way to do that is find a really kick-ass employer, which is hard to find or to do it yourself, you know? Exactly. Um, Yeah. So how much does it cost to get certified? So the the certification program is 4,000 US for the whole program. 
um, the 90 days, the six month in the group, um, and um, also the association, the exam. So the exam is also, there's like, there's a, I think it's a pretty big exam. I mean, it's all online, like everything, but I mean, it is a, it is a week long exam. So Monday to Friday where you get projects every day. And this is, this is where the confidence really gets baked in. So it's like, well, if you'd locked, if you lacked confidence before, now you're going to have an opportunity to really kind of feel what it feels like to work with an OBM client. And it's very intentional. And it's something that Tina Forsyth developed way back when that we've never really changed because it's so effective and really um, kind of instilling that confidence and making people feel like, okay, now I really feel like I can go out because it, it is such a the, – the biggest thing – I know I mentioned all these little things about what an OBM does, but on the whole, it is a leadership role. You know, it's about being a leader. So you really have to have confidence and it's a big part of what we – how we test and how we kind of talk and the topics that we bring up in our community are really all around leadership. How to lead yourself, how to lead your client, how to lead the business, all of that stuff. So the program um, is a $4,000 investment, which I think is pennies okay. compared to the ROI I've experienced. <laughs> totally, totally. And the amount of support that you get and mm -hmm. the networking and just there's so much that can come out of that. And that's a really so basically the test is like a simulation, like a week long yes. simulation of what exactly. it'll be like to see Ex exactly. how you handle the pressure. Pass or fail, you know. <laughs> so if you fail, you do get an opportunity to redo that piece. So it's not like a, mm -hmm. you failed and you you know it's like we really we really give feedback and the committee the exam the um, the association committee that's responsible for marking the exams does really give a lot of feedback and it's it's really like top notch. Is there a specific type of background people ought to have before they go into this or do they learn it all in the, in the training? They learn it all in the training, but I uh -huh. typically people will come from, I mean, it's great if you're, you know, I, the, a lot of stuff that we get is like paralegal all the time, executive mm. assistants, project managers, which I feel like everybody does to a degree in their, in life. You know, if you're a mom or whatever, mm -hmm. like your manager, you manage your household. So, mm -hmm. um, but we really have people coming from all walks of life, from countries all over the world. Um, it's really quite a global international gig. It's nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think most, most, most of the people that join sort of, I would say, like on the whole, get off on mess. So, you know, I will sometimes <laughs> ask this question in the interview. I'll be like, so, you know, you walk into this business and it's an absolute mess. Like, how does that make you feel? They're like, oh my God, like, I just want to clean it up and systematize things and organize yeah. everything. I'm like, oh, you're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way that like, it, let's say someone's interested in this and they kind of want to poke around and maybe like take some sort of test or simulation to see if they might be a good fit. Is there something like that? Or would they just maybe join the Facebook group and ask around? How can they sort of test the waters? Yeah, I do. I have a quiz on my website, um, but I don't okay. know if that really effectively will give them an indication. I think it's more about like coming into our confident OBM community, which is a free Facebook community and being like, do I fit in here? <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> listening to what the other people are talking about and the questions that they're asking. I feel like that's probably as, as close as it gets without, you know, getting into, you know, one of the programs or um, kind of, because I mean, a lot of us start, I mean, I 
I'm not recommending this. This was, bear in mind, you know, this was like 15 years ago almost when I decided to side hustle in corporate to build this business. I was like, I'll work for free, whatever you need. Like, that's not what, I re- what I'm recommending, but um, that's one way of doing it, you know, of being like, well, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, it wasn't, I didn't have kids and I didn't have like, um, I still had the money from selling the business and I had a scholarship for school. So I wasn't like strapped for cash. Like I was like in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't, I just feel like most of the people that I talk to are, you know, unfortunately, usually mothers who in, you know, in, um, in hindsight, wish they would have started it earlier or wish they would have done it before they had kids or now that they have kids, they realize that, you know, this career of being a lawyer is not the best fit for them and they really don't like it. And um, there's so much of that. There's so much of that. And it just, it really, I find it very upsetting because I, I can remember myself, like literally, like bawling my eyes out to my husband and being so miserable in my corporate job, being like, how am I ever going to have kids? Like 40 minute commute there and back. I'm already working till 6 PM every day or 5 PM even. And then I get home at six or seven, like the kids go to sleep at eight. Like what kind of, Yeah. I mean, I know that that's the reality and like, unfortunately work is work and we need to make money, but I'm like, there has to be a better way because it just doesn't feel like this isn't worth it for me. It's not worth living like this. I know. I, I had that same moment. Yeah. I, I And I was like, I just, I'm like, you know, happy wife, happy life. Like that's not going to happen. I'm like, if I'm not happy, <laughs> nobody's going to be happy. <laughs> just so, everyone, just so yeah. everyone in this room is clear, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often tell uh, the story of, you know, when I, I went back to work eight weeks after my daughter was born oh, wow. and, you know, I felt my, my husband was able to stay home with her for, oh, for an amount God. of time after that which was nice. Um, but, uh, I, I felt really at first really empowered. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm back at work. I'm running this busy creative agency, got a baby at home. The husband's taken care of, like, look at me, you know? (laughs) Um, but very soon after I started getting really bummed out because like you said, you wake up, you're with your little baby for, um, you know, what an hour maybe before you need to start getting ready for work. Then you commute in. In my case, I was pumping on my drive into work and then pumping two more times in the day at work and then coming home and maybe having like an hour and a half with her. And I was just like, no, like, uh, this is not cool. And I remember one day telling my husband, I was like, we're pulling any money, we're investing any extra like retirement, whatever we got to do, but I'm not doing this. Like I can't, I'm not going to sacrifice watching my little baby girl grow up for this job. But like you said before, I wanted to work and we needed, yeah. you know, I, we couldn't survive on just one income. And yeah. Like I get a lot California. out of, I like really love what I do, but I like doing it. Like I like to do laundry while I'm working. I made a chicken yeah. soup today. I was like, I feel like I'm winning. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it's like multitasking. <laughs> I'm just like getting things done and feeling productive, like at home and at work all together. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, mm-hmm. this can, there yeah, is, it's like the ultimate. it's a hard balance. I don't know if how balanced it is, to be honest, because I, you know, I was like, should I binge on Netflix? No, I wasn't going to binge on Netflix. <laughs> but I was like, there is a really good movie that I want to watch, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to save it for the weekend. So it's a, it's a balance, you know? Yeah. But the point is that you get to choose that. And that's, 
what made me feel so empowered. And, and part of that moment I was referring to is, is, you know, one day I, I kind of wrapped up my work early, but yet had this realization that I wasn't like allowed to go home yet because I had to get in my eight hours for the day and just the frustration of that, of like, this like realization. It's like, no, you don't get to tell me I can't go be with my baby. No, that's not okay. And like, just because I'm like, I need to be punished because I'm efficient. And I got exactly. all my work done. And that was honestly, exactly. I can relate to that because, I mean, this was why I was able to build my business from corporate because I would like finish doing whatever I needed to be doing at like two in the afternoon. And then it was either I'm hanging out in the coffee corner, distracting everybody else, or I'm like working on my own <laughs> business, you know? So yeah. no one's going to let me go home. So I'm going to work on my own business. Right. Right. I, I hate, I'm not, a, I'm not much of a rules follower and, uh, being forced to follow rules while sacrificing time with my new baby, I, that was just like the deal breaker Press for me. for disaster um, or not, or not, yeah, or like exactly. for, for like rebirth, you know, in your case. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If someone is interested in this, it sounds like they can go look up, tell us the name of that Facebook, free Facebook Yeah, the Confident again. OBM community. Yeah. They can, they can head on over there. Okay. Yeah. And your website sarahnoked.com they can get like we've got tons of of um of free resources there but i think if if people are really looking to kind of get started as an obm then i think the best place is our starter kit we have an obm free obm starter kit at sarahnoked.com mm. forward slash starter um cool and that's going to sort of give them and that also has the link to our facebook community and you know some really great um templates that they can start working with right away to like get in gear. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of So You Want to Be a Sarah. You can find her website at sarahnoked.com. That's N-O-K-E-D.com. And follow her on all the socials at Sarah Noked. And we will be sure to link all the amazing resources she mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. So make sure to check that out if this is something you're interested in. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Sarah. And cue the outro music. <laughs> do, 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 do.